Welcome to Ashamed of Thrones, your weekly recap podcast for HBO's Labor Day 2 of a TV show. <laughs> a Game of Thrones, and guys, if you, you don't... Know up, you know that's up to like over a million... There's like a there's so many likes or are hits now it's insane. Sorry, I just gotta throw that out there. Yeah, you, so Labor Day two, Labor Day two on YouTube, listeners. Uh, it's pretty <laughs> pretty crazy. So just a little background. Uh, if you want to see some of us in a fake trailer, um, was that the name? It was like a it's like a fake trailer contest. And was that the name of the uh, trailer assignment? Was that or was that a name you guys just so gave that- to it? That year, they, they let us do a sequel to one of the previous years. So the previous years were Miranda, 86, Labor Day, which we actually didn't do one that year because we weren't, we weren't able to, and I think something else. Um, so since we never did Labor Day, we just decided to do Labor Day 2 and kind of go bonkers with it. So, so anyway, it's like, uh, you know, uh, back when uh, the whole Grindhouse thing was happening uh, with Tarantino making, uh, what was it, Death? Uh, God, death what was proof. death proof? And it was this yeah. whole thing. There was a, I guess that's where it spawned out of. Anyway, there's fake trailers, so. and uh, uh, these clowns would make a fake trailer every uh, every year in like a tight window. What was it a week, a few days? Uh, no, we had longer than that. Uh, we we usually oh, waited until the, we waited until the last <laughs> minute and did it in a week. But that's what they it would was. give us. They would give us like a month and a half. There was one time they only gave us like a couple weeks, and we we're like, we can't do it. And that was the Labor Day. First, the first Labor Day one. Oh, so, so you guys said fuck it. Well, yeah. anyway, uh, the conceit of the trailer, and I suggest you guys check it out on YouTube. It's worth your minute and a half, whatever it is. Uh, basically, the conceit is that every woman in the world gets pregnant at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> eight, eight months pregnant. Just instantly eight months pregnant. And uh, all the men have to go to war to fight <laughs> to fight the pregnant women. It's pretty great. They're also they're also like zombies or something. Like it's it's very strange. It just escalates. I feel like <laughs> yeah. the only the only direction was escalate, 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 and it does. Yeah, um, yeah that's the that's the snack style of filmmaking. That right is there, that's snacks. Former guest, but anyway, uh, yeah, it's worth your time. And I guess a movie called Labor Day, starring Kate Winslet, came out at some point. Yeah, we suspect that might be why this one has so many hits. No. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't think a million people saw Labor Day, but maybe a million people checked out the trailer and was like, oh, it's Labor Day 2? What's this one like? I really oh, like no. that Kate Winslet. I wonder when Labor Day 2 is coming out. What's this? <laughs> Apparently, she's not in this one. Hmm. <laughs> All right. So we've been rambling for a while. You can obviously hear that uh, for the first time ever. Brian isn't here. Um, he might show up later. We'll see. Uh, but we're going to, this is uh, Jeff Andreessen from um, the podcast Greater Boston. If you guys haven't uh, listened to that, please check it out. Um, great shit. Um, and uh, yeah, I feel like this is the first time we've had you on to talk about this season. Is that right? That is correct. Yes. Uh, what are your initial impressions? Um, I, I, I've been thinking that the show has lived up to your title of your podcast for a long time um, in general. But I, I feel like it hits both new lows and new highs this year. Yeah, so that's that's sort of my that's sort of my my thesis. I kind of hinted at you about in the beginning. Like I, I I learned to sort of love the show again this season by just accepting it as the show that it is and not the show I want it to be. Yeah, because the show that it is is an incredibly stupid show. Yeah. it's just so stupid. Yeah, it's ridiculously stupid. Um, and there's there's plot points. And and character motivations, even even quite frankly, the characters themselves and the dialogue that I feel like are kind of unforgivable at this point, especially when compared to how they existed 
prior previously yeah. on the show. Um, I was talking to, I think, I think he's been on before. Has Jim ever been on the show before? Oh yeah, Jim has been on the show. And what he times. was, yeah, what we've been saying were, was that the characters, without the books to draw from, the smart characters, the, the oh, Tyrions, yeah. the Varys, yeah, Littlefinger, yeah, they're all stupid now. Yep. They have no good schemes. They have no good quips, no intelligent things to say. Um, so all those characters, Littlefinger especially, I mean, I, the fact that Littlefinger just kind of, I love the moment where he gets caught, don't get me wrong. Oh yeah, that was a nice scene, but the lead yeah. up, it was a, like it's, he had nothing going. He had, nothing. his whole plan was to turn uh, sister against sister, and yeah. and what was the next step? Like, there and was no steps all, after that. We all saw that he was completely outmatched there. Yeah. How come he didn't see it? How come he couldn't see that he had no gas in the tank? Like, it was just really... It, it's all it's all for the moments now. Everything's yeah. kind of orchestrated for the moments, and that's it. That being said, um, I thought this is one of the most watchable seasons that they've that they've made um, because it's once you just accept that it's just trash, that it's just garbage. Yeah, it's incredibly entertaining garbage. It's beautiful to look at. I love that they trim the fat to a certain extent. I even forgave the the you know instant traveling like it's we're playing Skyrim all of a sudden I'm like yeah, yeah sure whatever I you know there's parts of it that are like less grim and dark than it was before and I'm okay with that because it, I think it's just accepted the fact that it's extremely silly bullshit and yeah. they're just running with it um, and there are actually some moments character moments like when they're on the other side of the wall and they're all these guys are talking and they're all great characters and they're just talking and I was like this is great yeah or even at the scene at the end with the meeting where they're just kind of exchanging some lines here and there it, it's very much kind of fan service to a certain extent but it's also kind of just nice to hear these characters like talk so moments like that still kind of worked and once you once you forgive the show for just embracing what it is now um i i actually kind of enjoyed watching it i know that it seems kind of strange but i think you just sort of have to accept it for what it is and not what you want it to be and once you do that it's fine you know i i, I enjoy watching it it's just not good <laughs> yeah does that make any sense absolutely so i got uh, so once again a little history lesson for this is your first time listening to the podcast terrible time to jump in because it's the last podcast we're gonna have for a while but um the whole reason i started this podcast was the season five made me so angry that i wanted to quit the show like it was not fun um yeah. you know it was just brutal all that the, was an especially bad season. Yeah, like, you had the Sansa rape. You had the Sans oh, skanks the Sansa getting introduced. Oh. Um, it was just a season of suffering, as uh, Brian and I referred to it as. And I wanted, and I knew I couldn't quit the show because I wanted to, but I realized it was too uh, much in the zeitgeist. I would never be able to avoid it, so I decided to talk about it in a podcast. That being said, season six I kind of enjoyed, and I don't know if it was because of coming off of season five being so bad. I was just like, whatever. They're they're writing. They they put an end to the Dorn plot very quickly, almost as if they were to say, "Hey, we fucked this up. Yeah, uh, we're sorry, just gonna, whoops." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I and I kind of liked it. You had these, you know, you the big moments with the Battle of the Bastards, which was an amazing episode. So, I, and I started to feel the same way you're talking about this season. And I can I continue that goodwill into this season, but as because I would just said several times, turn your brain off, just enjoy the spectacle. Yeah, I mean, I told Brian that uh, you could see that whole uh, Magnificent Seven thing being set up, and oh, I'm just sure. like, and I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. The plan is oh, the ludicrous. Plot, it's, it's ludicrous. It's ludicrous. It's so but you know what? I kind of want to see what happens if all these seven badasses go north of the wall. So right. I'm on board, and right. I, I feel That's like how they get you. Yeah, they get you. They get you with the characters and then playing off with each other, and and just how insane the whole thing is. And you're like, I'm kind of curious about how that goes, and even even as as it's going. 
and you're like, yeah, this was really a stupid idea. I was right. <laughs> I I am a better military commander than the King of the North, right. the ex like commander of the wall, like all this stuff. Like I knew this was dumb. And, and but to your earlier point, all... that's not the way the show used to be. And and once again, I guess it's the part of the the rant where we no. have to we have to kind of cut Dave and Dan, the showrunners, a little bit of slack because they did sign on to do an ad- adaptation of a book written by a guy who used to write for TV. So uh, they're having to go off of who knows. Like, finding out what these guys had from George when all this is done uh, will be fascinating. I will fascinating. be very curious. Yeah, yeah I, I will I be very find curious out. to see if how many scribbled napkins they actually have or if they're <laughs> yeah. just completely fucking fan fiction it at this point, which is more... I'm leaning more that way. Yeah, I'm, leaning I'm leaning more towards yeah. heavy fan fiction at this point. Yeah. Um, which is... Again, that's fine. It's like the best produced fan fiction ever. Um, yeah. You know, I, I'll watch it and then, and then I'll wait for the books to hopefully come out. Yeah, uh, hopefully. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, and they've toned down the egregious shit. There's less casual sexual violence. Uh, um, yes. You know, just, you know, people getting raped as window dressing. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just not as yeah. like less unpleasantness just for unpleasantness sake. You know, you know what? One scene I really ended up enjoying at the time I was kind of like, "What the fuck is this doing here?" But in retrospect, I really enjoy it um, because in earlier seasons it would have gone a totally different way. Uh, and and this is beside the fact that, that singer who I didn't even know who the fuck he was when I watched the show is in the scene. But Arya just hanging out with the Lannister soldiers. Yeah. And they're and like in an in an earlier season she would be attacked, they would try to rape her, like something horrible would happen. Right. And they're just hanging out, shooting the shit, eating, sharing food. They're actually kind of nice. And you know that's it's just such a it's such a nice change of pace. So yeah. there's like little things like that that add to my enjoyment. And there are moments there that I actually think are kind of smart, um, <laughs> in, in like a, a little morsel in a in a dumb shit cooking. Uh, kind of, you know no, I mean? and 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 I think that Dave and Dan have shown their ability to to write good dot like well, dare I say good dialogue or good scenes. I mean, hell, even the season yeah. finale. I really like the moment between uh, Theon and John. I thought that was a, a great little moment there. I mean, it, it, you know, yeah, I think it comes way too late. Yeah. But I, agree. I, I liked, I liked all of a sudden that Theon has something to do. He has motivation to make sense. I'm just um, saying that that's all fan fiction as well, and that worked. Yeah. Whereas other things, uh, it's just too, uh, you know, just you know, well, you go to a puppet show and you'd see better dialogue and uh, feeling. <laughs> um, yes, agreed. Uh, but my biggest problem with this season, and the reason why I started to buy in less and less, is people uh, people started to, I think it was during the Beyond the Wall episode, that's when they, even the casual viewers like, man, Gendry can run really fast, really far. What, how, you know, did a raven yeah. travel a thousand, like, and then people were like, hey, the show's not good anymore, there's problems with the show, and I'm like, you're noticing this? My yeah. problem no. was, ca- my yeah. problem is character assassination. You said it earlier, like when characters behave so drastically out of scope just to like be a way to push the plot along. Um, and yep. that was my biggest egregious like thing. I was like, fuck that. Fuck this yeah. show. It's like they've lost track of what made the show good in the first place. The show works because of the characters and how strong they are. And when some of them don't even have anything to do anymore. Oh, Varys, yeah. what the fuck does Varys do this season? Nothing. Stand around Stands and like, around. you know, occasionally he quips at Tyrion, but those quips aren't very good anymore. They're not nope. smartly written. You know, he kind of admonishes the red woman at one point, then she's gone. They just write her off. I'm sure she'll be back in some puff of red smoke or whatever. But like, 
you know, I, it's and for the most part, Tyrion's just the the wet blanket oh. who's like saying, you know, don't yeah. be too crazy. That's his. Tyrion's that's all he's got to say is to walk around and scowl at everything right up right. until the end. I right. don't even know what the hell he's doing at the end when he's like listening to the two of them have sex. Like, what is he doing there? Why is he, yeah, what is his? Mo- yeah, there? that's that's the biggest head scratcher. <laughs> is he? Oh, so like. If he was concerned that, oh, this is going to be trouble for the realm and for our war cause, he would have seen it, he would have made an angry face, and he would have walked off. But the fact that right. they cut back to him later, and he's still standing there outside the door, <laughs> I expected like, his pants to be around his ankles or something. Like, what I, is that? I, heard, yeah, I don't know. I heard someone say that he was in love with Daenerys, and I was like, I don't even think that's true. I don't even think that there's ever been sort of like... Uh, like a hint at that. I right? think the only thing uh, I remember a line of dialogue is when somebody says they're in love with you and Tyrion says, well, why, you know, why wouldn't every man not be in love with you or something along those lines. But he yeah. made it sound very general and very vague, uh, yes, meaning that, you know, to him. yeah, exactly. Like he's, he's not all, you know, you're the best. Or, uh, he's never shown any overt he's interest in 100% her. 100% loyal to her, I have no doubt about that, right. but I've never gotten an implication that he's, you know, has that kind of romantic feelings for her. The only other explanation is that he just thinks it's bad because he knows the deal with John, which also doesn't make any fucking sense at all. So I don't get the whole, you know, I, I, I guess it's just to give him something to do. And so they're like, what have we had Tyrion do all season? Oh, send him in and scowl. Have him listen to this and scowl at it and just shake his head and be like, this is bad. Because that's all they can do with him anymore. All right, so I'm going to let's let we're going to start uh, getting into the meat and potatoes of the you know the season. One of the things that I I love the fan base uh, and I hate it at the same time. And one of the things they keep doing is reading too much into stuff. And in mm. particular with this, do you remember? Okay, so let's set the groundwork for the context for why I will never read too much into anything that's uh, not shown on the screen. I want to tell you about a little story about a girl named Arya who decides to not be uh, an assassin anymore. She books back at passage to uh, Westeros, and she just walks around the city, taking in the sights. At one point, she stands on a bridge and and looks at the sky and goes, I'm finally going home, just, you know, whimsically. And all of a sudden, an old woman who happens to be the waif in a, a you know, a faceless man mask stabs her in the stomach repeatedly, and she jumps into a canal full of probably sewage water, uh, and she doesn't die. Not only yeah. does she doesn't die, she's able to, you know, do parkour scenes for about, I don't know, 10 minutes. This, this <laughs> by the way, is the season that you liked, right? Yeah, well, no, no, that was one of the low points for last season, but I, I will Definitely. tell you, I, I, I yeah, uh, I hated Arya's thing, uh, but no, I, I, I liked, <laughs> I liked season six a lot, um, uh, from an uncritical standpoint, but, um, but I remember when that episode, it was a cliffhanger. She fell into the water and she was bleeding through the streets from, yes. a, from a wound that even like a casual person would be like, oh, well, she's dead unless magic happens. No, she just get bandaged up, bandaged up by a fucking actress. But the theories that were out there in the fandom were wild. You know what I'm saying? You remember like yeah. all these excuses for why, oh, this isn't stupid because maybe yeah. uh, Arya swapped face with uh, Jack and Hagar and Jack and got right. stabbed and all this yeah, other no, shit. It, it's like, and, and when you change someone's face, you also change your height and body shape yeah, completely. And like, voice like, and all that other shit. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, that, I, I do remember that. And you're right. Fans are dumb. Fans, yeah. fans want to be fans. And so yeah. fans will always excuse stupid bullshit because that's easier for them 
because they don't want anything to get in the way of them loving the thing they want to love. They just want to love it. But the thing is, is that's me too, but I have, I guess I have a bigger, uh, lower threshold for that shit. Um, yeah, I mean, I think you can be a fan of something and and recognize it. Yeah. Be critical of it. Yeah. Um, it's just that I think a lot of people have a really hard time with that. I mean, it's, it's the reason I talk, I go on and on about this all the time. It's the reason why shit like, you know, Rotten Tomatoes is so popular and people would be like, oh, it's got like 100%. Someone's going to ruin the rating. Who gives a shit if they do? Like, it's not, it doesn't, did you like it? What did you think of it? Like, what's your opinion of it? Are you just like trying to find the perfect work of art that everybody loves? Because that doesn't exist. And even if it did, it would probably be not very good. You know what I mean? Like, something that's going to appeal to everybody probably has some flaws. So this this quest for like, just let me love it. Just let me like it. Don't think about it. Don't get in the way. I think that sometimes clouds fandom in a negative way. It makes them uncritical. I mean, um, you could say the same thing about patriotism, religion. You could, like, yes. when you yes. want to believe something, here's the thing, guys. <clears throat> Wanting to believe something will cloud your judgment. Like, just recognize that. I mean, I'm not saying don't believe in it or don't don't like something. Just understand that, do I you want this use, to be good? Yes, you well. You should always use critical thinking right. and question yourself. Question the things that you like. Question the things that you believe in. It's That's just a good Good use in your noggin. That's all that is. Right, that's and uh, and when Daenerys burned all those people alive with her dragon, I stood up and I cheered. Yeah. Well, why did I do that? What the fuck does that say about me being a awful person who, you know, uh, likes violence? At least you know, because well, it's something you want to see on the show since the beginning, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah way to way to they, save me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know I'm. You know, I'm not saying that you're like yes, burned, but at the same time, like it's it's a war. It's a show about war, right. and also, this army hasn't really been all that nice in the in the grand scheme of things. I don't know. I I don't think you have to be. Yeah, I I think well exactly. At least you're saying like what's what does that say about me? This fact that this piece of violence like says something, and as long as you're it doing titillates that, me, yeah. yeah. Uh, but going going back to all this, I said all this just to talk about your point with Tyrion standing outside of Danny and John's door, listening to them bang for a long period of time, and yes. people are people are saying this is. Uh, maybe evidence that Tyrion is betraying Danny. Maybe he made oh. a deal with Tyr- uh, Cersei uh, when they were in the you know alone together. And I'm like, that doesn't that doesn't make any sense at all. No, I don't buy that. That's bullshit. Right, but that's but I that's even, fans wanting to make this work. Him standing out there would even signal that. Like, what's that? That just automatically. Maybe uh, he maybe he is in love with her. So you make that jump, even though there's no evidence for that before. And not yeah. only is he in love with her, but this is going to be now he's going to be a jilted lover and turn against her. Uh, I don't buy it. I don't buy it either. Would, I'm just telling would, you what the dumb. fandom is coming up with to, yeah, to make no, this show it. make sense. Look, look, fans. Uh, this is this is Jeff here. <laughs> I, have, I have something to tell you. Um, you're idiots. Like if you actually believe that this is what's happening, who knows? Though I could be an idiot, and and that's exactly what they do next season. And then yeah, I will come on the show next season if they do that and be like look 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 who's the idiot now but it's not me it's the dudes who write the show (laughs) that's when i'll then shift the blame because that's really dumb you're absolutely right so your biggest point is guess what that could be true next next season uh Tyrion could turn against danny and could be against her because he was in love with her the whole time and that's the kind of crazy bullshit that makes this show not a good show that that would come out of nowhere um you know, with with any like good mystery, you want to think, oh well, there, I should have seen this the whole time. But you would never see this stuff. And this, you know, this is what I was talking about with these characters doing these 
crazy character swings. Like Arya was like three different people this whole season. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. And some of that, you know, some of the, some of that stuff annoys me because it's sort of like, you know, at what, at what point do Arya and Sansa kind of realize that they're on the same side? And so how much of what they're doing this season is just for our benefit? Like they're play acting. Right. And it's just, it's just for us, the audience, to be like, hmm, do you think it's working? Like, that, that to me doesn't make any sense. And it's just sort of, even if, even if you got a little bit of a hint that they were doing it for some of Littlefinger's spies, that they were doing it for his benefit, or even if he had a little bit of a hint that, um, sorry, I'm really stuck on this point. Yeah, that's fine. That, that they, that things weren't going perfectly, that he had more work to do, that all he didn't have to do was just open his mouth and he would be fine. I would be more forgiving to it, but the whole thing doesn't make any sense. No. And it's, it really <coughs> changes all the characters. Everybody. Really, that's the problem. It assassinates yeah. everybody's character. Arya is dumb. Uh, yeah. Sansa, dumb. Littlefinger, dumb and unoriginal and uh, unimaginative. And this, the, the plan doesn't make any sense. This Winterfell plot was the worst part of the season for in my uh, absolutely yeah and even I, I, time I, they cut to it, I was like oh my god like and here's the, my biggest issue with it is that they think that it's smarter than it is they think that it's great yeah they think it's like the smartest thing they've got going and it's so clearly the least intelligent move they've made or could have made with these characters i mean honestly i've been sit, i've been wondering why this dude's been on the show since the end of last season why why are they keeping right. him around he has no like, like what's his next purpose what's his yeah, they had they had nothing. I don't even understand why Sansa doesn't kick him to the curb. I guess the because he's got the Knights of the Vale, right? That's pretty much it. Yeah, um, and the only but he's he's like a proxy for Robin Aaron, the the sick kid in the right. the, the area. Like he's the Lord Protector and has the the ear of the kid because it shows that he has to go through the kid because convincing the kid is how he got the armies to go to Winterfell in the first place. But yeah, right. it doesn't make a lot of sense. Like I just don't. I, Sansa was like, "Yeah, you sold me to Ramsay <laughs> to get raped. Thanks a lot." Uh, I'm gonna keep you around though because we need your soldiers. Like that whole thing, they didn't exploit any ten- exploit any tension of that between her and John, which I thought. Or was what his next step go. was. Like what is right. what is what is Littlefinger gonna do? Okay, so he's gonna get rid of Arya to what? Marry Sansa? If that was if that would have been made clear, or married Sansa to Robin Aaron in the Vale, uh, to get Winterfell, or just, like or it, just like push Sansa to sort of try to be in control, like manipulate Sansa even further, which again. He should know better. Like it's, I, uh, I don't know. I we could belabor this point forever, but it's but, uh, but the really bigger point kind of... is that it was dumb and uh, it, yes. it 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 harmed the characters, established characters that we liked very much. So, all right. So so to give this a little bit of structure, um, so we just don't bash it. I am going to yeah. go to the the Wikipedia summaries are very short. Um, so we're just going to go through it one episode at a time. And then we're going to wrap it up just t- by talking about what we think is going to happen in the last season, which uh, I, I unfortunately it's going to be pretty short because I have that same feeling that you said with uh, with the whole Tyrion thing. If he turns out to be a traitor, it came out of nowhere. I don't know where the show's going to go because it doesn't really be it seemed to be hinting at much uh, besides the same thing we've been knowing for a while that the you know you know the White Walkers are going to come south and there's going to be a battle for the dawn. That's about it. Um, yeah. But let's go through. So uh, here we go. So uh, episode one of this season starts with Arya at the twins. She poisons everybody dressed up like uh, Walter Frey. Um, Bran and Mira arrive at the wall. Um, 
Sansa disapproves of Jon's uh, forgiving the houses Umber and Karstark by letting the kids become hold on to the lands. Um, and, and Sam is at the Citadel where he learns to steal books uh, and <laughs> learns or confirms, and that's my biggest problem with it. The Citadel was a, definitely a problem too. Oh, yeah. Uh, but he confirms something we already heard from Sanus in this in the show, not just the books. That there is a mountain of dragon glass, <laughs> mountain of dragon glass on Dragonstone. So right. Sam confirms that, which I found in- exceedingly frustrating. Uh, Jorah is in the cell, uh, and in the Riverlands, um, Arya meets the friendly Lannisters with Ed Sheeran. Um, I'm in love with your boobies. That's the song he sings. <laughs> oh, uh, really? Yeah. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty dumb. Uh, let's see. Uh, Thoros, uh, gets, uh, has, uh, is hanging out with Sandor and he goes to that house and he sees a vision, um, of the mountain and the army of the dead. Uh, let's see. Uh, Jamie tells Cersei they need allies critically and she informs him that she has proposed marriage to Euron Greyjoy. Um, and uh, I think that's about it. And Danny's Danny arrives on Dragonstone. The the end of that episode was my least favorite thing yeah. we might have done. Just the long, slow. They, like, they wanted it to be impactful. Walk. They they thought this was it huge was, for me. They thought this was yeah. like I really wanted to see Daenerys come to Westeros. Well, not really Westeros, an island off the coast of Westeros. Right. <laughs> like, and I get I get that it's her family, like house right i understand the significance to her that doesn't change the significance to me right and the I'm, not audience. Saying, I'm not saying they couldn't have shown it but the the self-importance they sort uh, of yeah. on that and drove me up the wall um and that really kind of soured what i thought was a fairly good start to the season like yeah. i was kind of like yeah okay let's this is moving along um and then they just hit that sequence and i was like what the fuck like that's how they ended the first episode like yeah uh, I don't know. I remember reviewing this uh, very well, very uh, for us. I, I remember the first couple episodes were pretty high, um, so I, I like this episode a lot. The Ed Sheeran thing was—I uh, didn't mind it too much. I mean, I, I give it shit, but uh, I honestly didn't know who he was until people started flipping out about it later. And well, I, like, I, I, I didn't know who he was until like the you know I started hearing about it in the Game of Thrones podcast and whatever articles I'd read, but. Um, Whatever, it's fine. Yeah. It's it, but but what does it do? Like it humanizes the Lannister soldiers for uh, Arya, but the problem is it also humanizes the Lannister soldiers later when Danny burns those motherfuckers alive. Right, that's a problem. Right. Well, it's 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 a slight. It's problem. only a problem. It's only a problem if if we're if we're not supposed to take the sort of moralizing of that Tyrion does seriously. So I think maybe they did it a little bit, sort of to tie into that um you know talking about like how wrong but the thing is it, like <laughs> you, uh, it, a lot of the, a lot of the stuff they're sort of moralizing about all of a sudden is very new to this show yeah. um and and ultimately you're talking about like t- like are you gonna take over the realm without killing anyone can you right. do that because yeah. that doesn't really seem to make any sense but at the same time I, I, I do think it sort of hints at the broader conflict which is that all of this sort of warmongering and politicking over the throne and the realm is besides the point because the yeah. whole point is the the threat that's sort of coming everybody's um, gonna die yeah 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 um so 
That but, doesn't. Uh, some of that I'm like fine with, I guess. But I don't uh, think so because I think I think like you said, it's they're, they're introducing one thing. So like the whole point with humanizing these people was for Ari to see these soldiers, just people trying to get home to their families, just people right. that had no other choice. And because no, Arya was going right. to kill them. And it's the yeah. same thing that Danny does later, and it's it's okay. Uh, Tyrion is even, you know, he's shocked by the devastation, the level of killing, but not in the act of killing, I would say. Right. Maybe if they were all dead with sword wounds, he'd be okay with it? Yeah, I don't, that's the thing. It's like, it's like oh, we have an, an atomic bomb now, and I'm right. not sure how I feel about it, kind of. Um, that's a good point. I mean, these are all people who fought in battles. Like, all of a sudden, them being like, mm, I don't know about violence seems kind of a strange thing to sort of pull out at this This late stage, stage yeah. And I, yeah. I really do think that, uh, as a whole, uh, the Game of Thrones is uh, anti-war uh, and anti-revenge like yeah. revenge, um, like um, tale. I just think it's taking a long time to get to that point. Um, right. I, I mean, it's... I mean, obviously... There's, you know, there's parts of war that's are are titillating and great, and you know, make me want to stand up while <laughs> I see a a whole bunch of people get burned alive by Danny's fiery justice. But um, <laughs> but yeah, as a whole, you know, it's not good in real life. So I don't know. All right, so let's move on. Uh, episode two, Stormborn. Danny sends Dornishman and Yara's fleet to Sunspear to uh, in the Unsullied Castle Rock. Um, uh, Vari's loyalty is called into question, which I I thought was a good scene because uh, they had to address scene. it. Yeah, that's the best thing they've done with it, that character this whole season. Var- yes, the only Va- thing yeah, done. only thing they did, and I think even think Amelia's Clark acting was was pretty damn good uh, there as yeah. well. Uh, Melisandre arrives, uh, encourages her to invite Jon Snow, um, and then she really doesn't do anything else. Um, no. Cersei calls the lords and Tarly flips uh, on the Tyrells. Um, Kyburn comes up with his dragon killing um, weapon, which we thought would be a big thing and actually kill a dragon, but it really, I guess it's done now. Like, I don't know if that'll ever come back. Didn't really work. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Arya meets Hot Pie and is a complete jerk to him, um, you know, psychopath. And she <laughs> plans to head back to Winterfell instead of going south to kill this queen. Uh, Samwell. Uh, or uh, Sam sent his letter about the dragon glass to John, uh, and John uh, leaves to go to Dragonstone after getting the, I guess, uh, letter inviting him to Dragonstone as well from Daenerys, uh, and it was from Tyrion, so he trusts him, and he decides to leave Sansa in charge despite their disagreement on how to uh, to rule. He threatens Littlefinger with physical violence. Stay away from my goddamn sister. Um. And Sam uh, heals Jorah Mormont. <laughs> and then the, uh, Euron's fleet uh, basically destroys Ugh. all the Dornishmen uh, in one fist yes. somehow. Again, again, like, um, we haven't gotten all these Dorn characters out of the show yet. How else can we yeah. do this? Uh, yes. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Let's fully sweep the board. But, you know, if you, yeah. you take another step or another minute to think about it, you're like, wait a minute. Their armies are still there. They're really angry at the, Lan- the Lannisters to begin with. To, for killing the you know the former queen, it, which was it's, it's not good. No, I, I, like that that I uh, this is where I'll say the battle itself was exciting. It was it was fun to look at. I think when Euron's fighting, he's much more interesting than when Euron's talking. When Euron's <laughs> talking, he's a cartoon character, yeah. and I I because I love Euron in the books. I I think he's like legitimately like scary. 
Like the way Martin writes him is that he's like, you're like, oh my God, this guy is like nuts in a way that's fascinating and also frightening. Uh, He's a cartoon character on the show. When he's fighting, I'm like, this guy's entertaining. Great. But the the biggest issue I have with with the the ending, and I don't mean to just harp on all the endings of recaps, but um, the the way that they sort of set up, and and this wouldn't be an issue probably if the if the guys weren't talking about how great this was in the after after episode interviews when they're talking they're going on and on about like look at this like room full of women like talking about their oh, strategy yeah. talking about war that's awful and then like <laughs> in the scene they just they just kill them all or just like wipe them off the board in like one foul swoop why wouldn't why wouldn't any of them think that Euron would be after them why wouldn't any of them like be on the lookout this is a guy. They stole all their ship. Why would they, they be? What, yeah, like Yara, well, and they're all they on the him? same ship for convenience. Yes, whatever. And, and they just get completely decimated, and so it just makes them look stupid and pathetic, and and it just I, yeah. Like, and the remaining woman it, on the on the small council, uh, Olena, dies in the very next episode. Exactly. So, so this whole like it's one after thing congratulating you talk, yourself. <laughs> don't pat yourself on the back too hard. If uh, all you're going to do is essentially just wipe all these characters off the board, because that you're not really doing anything, then nope. you're just making them look foolish. Um, which I'm not saying they can't be. I'm just saying that like you can't be self congratulating. You can't have both. Yeah, same. you can't have both ways. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I I agree with like Euron when he was first introduced. He okay when he was first introduced last season, he came out of nowhere. He doesn't seem he doesn't seem right for the role. Like. I agree. He's and he's mis- he's not he's crazy miscast. Enough. Yeah, he's not crazy in like a I'm scared of you in a like the no. you're on in a book has like, like a theatrical nature to him, but he sees the point and he seems like a true sociopath where he doesn't uh, know or care about like uh, other people's feelings. He he'll just no. do whatever it takes to get his way. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't know this this guy just seems very. He seems like a drinking buddy. That's what he seems like. I yeah. don't know. He's a joke. He's, he seems like a joke yeah. more than anything. Like you're supposed to laugh at him more than anything, I think. Um, yeah, I don't know. No problem. But he's going to be a bad guy, I guess, for the foreseeable future. We'll see. Yeah. All right. Season uh, seven, episode three, The Queen's Justice. Dan, uh, John arrives at Dragonstone. Um, Danny demands his fealty. And he's like, fuck that. Talks about the army of the dead. Um uh, after some that we get the meet cute between Danny and John, uh, then eventually Danny lets John uh, mine the dragon glass. Melisandre decides to hide and peace out. Uh, Bran arrives at uh, Winterfell and creeps out his little sister by oh, or his God. older sister by talking about how pretty she looked when the day she got raped. Uh, the worst scene yeah. of all season. That's the first thing you you know yeah. everything, and that's the first thing that you yeah, say. it's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> Uh, Euron returns to King's Landing in his, uh, you know, Mardi Gras parade style thing where he drags his <laughs> prisoners through the, um, through the whatever. Um, Cersei proclaims him Admiral of the Fleet, so I guess he's been promoted. Um, Cersei gets to, I guess, kill, uh, the two Sand Snakes. Uh, they're still in the, uh, dungeon or they're already dead. We never see him again. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, Jorah decides to peace out by not really having a conversation with Sam about who he is or who John was, even though he's heading to see John and all that shit. Uh, Grey Worm um, leads the attack on Cassidy Rock. 
uh, which is mostly abandoned. They have a small force and Euron's fleet, I guess, after just being <laughs> in King's Landing earlier in the episode, <laughs> and went Fast all the way around, too. yeah, to to the, the other side of the continent, and <laughs> is burning the uh, Unsullied's ships. And it would be one thing if we just got one line of dialogue about like I sent half my fleet to land, right. you know, that'd right. be fine. No, but no, yep. and we even see. You're on Greyjoy's flagship, the big old ship that has the eye on it, uh, in the water. So Euron was there in his boat. Um, absolutely ridiculous. And at the same part time, of the, part of the problem is that they make a big deal about how brilliant their yeah. counterattack is Stupid. by having everybody separated. And it's just like, what are you talking about? Like that shouldn't be a big deal anymore, guys. You guys are moving around all over the place. And uh, yeah, it doesn't make sense. And then and then all this is like the Lannisters take um, High Garden. Uh, and Lady Olena dies and tells Jamie uh, that she killed her his son. Who he doesn't seem too broken up about it. And yeah. people are like, "Oh, what a great barb to Cersei!" And I was like, "Well, it's not a great barb to Cersei if Jam- Jamie doesn't tell her," um, which he eventually does to like right. to get her to trust her her little brother, which she's never going to do anyway. Like she hated her brother before this whole before. thought that yeah. uh, her brother killed her son Joffrey. Uh, it's just dumb, like, and, and and what do you know that even after they talk and seem to make a truth, she still doesn't trust him. So it it's so much futility. Kind of it's mood. so much futility. Nothing, yep. none of this makes sense. Uh, and no. and okay, is it a blow to? Oh no, the Unsullied are stuck all the way at Lannisport without any food. They can't hold the castle. Something bad's gonna happen to them. Nope, they're just gonna show up at the end of the season. Yeah, full force. Yeah, nothing, just a delay. Oh, okay. Oh, fuck this show, right? <laughs> and I, <laughs> Pretty th- much. I think I gave this episode, uh, um, I think I gave them all like fours. Like I, I thought this was all pretty good so far. Yeah, this one wasn't too bad. Um, the, the Dorn stuff really pisses me off. Um, but that, that goes back to like how they killed, um, Marcella and everything. Like I, I just hated how they handled this whole thing, and I wish they hadn't even bothered. Like, like I, I think it was another just, one of those situations. Just like, get him out, get him out, get him out. Yeah. It's just like, why did you even introduce him in the first place? Like, uh, but it was another uh, one of those situations where I think they thought it was more brilliant than it was. Oh, yeah. oh definitely, definitely. I'm just like, yeah. that's. I guess that's poetically uh, satisfying for you, but once again, for the audience, I'm sitting here going, "There's no shock value." Like, I'm like, "Oh, that." You know, it's like. You remember in uh, Fight Club where um, Brad Pitt's character meets uh, What's-His-Face and he says, you're clever. No, you're not funny. You're just clever. Like, it makes sense, yeah. but it's not satisfying. Like, as an right. audience member, I was just like, okay, well, I guess that's fitting. I guess I yeah. feel for uh, Cersei and I guess she got her revenge, but I'm not going to see it. Like, you can imagine, like, you're going to, as soon as, you know what, I'm going to turn off all the lights and then Sir Gregor is going to, you know... <laughs> <laughs> tear off your arms uh right, and no one will right. be able to see it and then we'll cut yeah. away like yeah like all this stuff like it's i just i hope the last shot of the season is just her chain there <laughs> staring at her, staring at her i would love like a shot of her, a skeleton <laughs> like two skeletons randomly yeah the i would love season. it <laughs> and so, i would uh, honestly you know what would make it better if cersei <laughs> went down there yeah. Like every day, and like confessed her and be like, "God damn, Daenerys, she she burned all yeah. my soldiers," and blah blah blah. And Ellie Martell maybe has her tongue cut out or is still like gagged, and right. is just like screaming at her the whole time. 
but Cersei is just going down there to <laughs> she's like, like leaning on her daughter's yes. skeleton, like, <laughs> yes. man, what, what's the queen to do? You know, like, she's like really hard shit. She's uh, like cracking a nut with the uh, daughter's like jaw. <laughs> beautiful like i could see her like wouldn't that be great and that would like kill two birds one stone that would like feed it's like cersei feeding her like this is how i feel good is by torturing you and seeing you suffer right uh all right but also i'm gonna blow off steam because i don't have anybody to talk to yeah she's got no confidence i mean confidants i mean jamie's with her right now but i I don't want to get started on jamie yeah yeah all right and then we have what i feel is the best uh episode of the the season uh spoils of war so, Arya returns to Winterfell. She reunites. This, she reunites with uh, Sansa and Brienne. She spars with them. Talks to uh, um, Sansa, Brienne, and uh, Bran. Um, Bran tells Mira to get the fuck out of town. <laughs> Says thanks. <laughs> That's another convenient tidy plot. Tidy yeah, up. Like, exactly. Hey, get out of here. Hit, hit, don't let the door hit you on the well, way. Are you out. gonna miss me? Whatever. Yeah. Sorry, I'm weird now. <laughs> I'm I'm weird now, and I won't be as weird when Sam comes to see me two episodes later. But whatever. I asked through all that snow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Right. Thanks. Money's on the dresser, I guess. Uh, <laughs> Littlefinger then uh, presents Bran with a da- dagger, and Bran kind of hints at Littlefinger that he can see everything in the past. So by repeating some of Littlefinger's words to him, but I guess Littlefinger's like, whatever. I'm gonna go ahead with this shitty plan. <laughs> Cersei uh, has her thing with the Iron Bank. Says that now you know they've got the gold coming back from High Garden, and then remember, in, that, remember that scene in, in like a few seasons when like Stannis met with the Iron Bank, and you really thought that was going to go somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> they had that big thing with that, and what was the point of that? I'm sorry. He had, anyway. No, no, it's a good point. Uh, he had, uh, he gets. Well, in the book, yeah. there's no al- analog because in the book he meets with the Iron Bank, like right at the end of Dance with Dragons while he's in the snow. Like, the, the Iron Bank guy yeah. is going to see San- Stannis in a bad place. Stannis is freezing out in the snow, and the Iron Bank guy still wants to fund his war. Right. Um, but in here, it, it was in episode, like, or season three or four, when he goes to um, attack the wildlings north of the wall. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. It's a weird that that scene always stuck out to me as being like, "What the fuck is this doing here?" Like they wanted to keep it, but it doesn't make sense. Uh, anyway, I anyway, don't know. Sorry. So we get the weird thing where John um, starts to creep on Danny uh, by taking her to the cave and showing, "Hey, you see that thing I've been trying to convince you about? Here's a very convenient uh, cave painting that illustrates <laughs> my, that point." My favorite comment about this from a friend of mine was that he said that John just did all that himself. Yep, he just did it right <laughs> away. He's just like. <laughs> Gotta prove to this girl somehow. Here, yep. these are look at all my cave drawings. Uh, Danny learns of what happened at High Garden uh, in Lannisport or Lannist, uh Caster the Rock, rather. And uh, she's pissed. Tyrion says, "Hey, uh, you need to be patient." And she's like, "Fuck all that shit. I'm going." So uh, Danny goes, and with her uh, Dothraki, they absolutely wreck uh, the combined Lannister and. Tarly forces. Who knows how much of the reach that is, but it, we're led to believe it's a lot. Um, Drogon is wounded, but not uh, killed, and J- Jamie uh, desperately charges uh, and is saved into the uh, by going into the water. Uh, I don't even get into how dumb that was. Yeah, uh, but amazing. Do you think they? Do you think they should have killed Jamie? Uh, that yes. That, well, they should. I, 
They should have killed Jamie in the absolutely either there or at least in the last episode of this season. Like I agree. I agree. That I think I feel like he's another character that serves no purpose at this point. I, um, I and in both situations, it was doing the same thing twice. Uh, yep. In this in this episode, Braun shot Drogon with the 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 giant spear hurling scorpion thing, and yeah. Drogon lights it on fire, and Braun jumps out of the way at the last second. Yeah. Okay, I'll believe that once. But, then but when you do it, do again, it again, to save somebody fuck else, you show fuck you. Lazy yeah. ass. That's just lazy. And the same thing with uh, Jamie at the end in the season finale. Uh, you know, <laughs> Sir Robert Strong with Cersei almost kills Tyrion. And then we get it again with Jamie, and yeah. it doesn't happen again. Like, you can't. Sir Robert Strong can't pull that sword out of his sheath, I guess. It's what just, the fuck is that? Sir Robert Strong enough to get that sword out, I guess. I don't know. I don't. Yeah. I, it leads you to believe that maybe. Uh, Sir Robert Strong has a weird telepathic connection with Cersei because even when she yeah. says yes, kill him, Sir, uh, Sir Robert Strong's like, no, wait, she doesn't mean it. What? Fuck, yeah. what's it's going a- on here? Yeah. Uh, okay, but other than that, I mean, seeing this dragon fly around and the fire and explosions, I mean. This sh- here's one thing I'll say about that sequence. The show never looked better. The dragons never looked yeah. better. It looked incredible. It looks like what you always imagined it would look like yeah. and possibly even better than that. Like it really does exceed your expectations. It definitely did. Like everything, like all the, all like seeing, uh, in the, in the Dothraki, the overwhelming numbers of the Draki, Dothraki coming over the, the, the yeah. hill. And once again, like going into this episode, people saw the previews and like, what, why is there like, why are they in the old West? Why are they in, like going past the grand Tetons? Right. <laughs> Are they setting up like a Western situation? And sure enough, they're setting up a train robbery. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and whatever. It was one of those things where I turned off my mind and I enjoyed it, right? Right. Exactly. <sighs> okay. So moving I on. Emily Clark's delivery of Dracarys is, is possibly the worst line delivery <laughs> in the season. That's my biggest, that's my biggest fault for that episode. She just kind of, I know somebody who says, did you just say your own name? <laughs> like, no, not quite. Uh, but otherwise, uh, it was good. It was a good one. Yeah, I think that was the season um, pinnacle for me. All right, next episode, uh, Eastwatch, Jamie and Braun go back to King's Landing after miraculously getting saved in the water, whatever. Uh, Tyrion uh, doesn't want Randall and Dickon burned alive, even though they volunteer for it. And <laughs> <laughs> That whole thing. Yeah, oh, we'll get to that in a second when I finish the summary. But uh, Jorah arrives, Dragonstone reunites with Danny. Uh, John's friendly with the dragons, alluding to his birth. Uh, uh, oh yeah, Bran uh, saw the White Walkers in the army, so he sent uh, ravens to um, both the Citadel and to John. And John's like, "I gotta go. <laughs> I gotta go do stuff." And then that's when they get the dumb idea to grab the white and <laughs> and somehow. And in Bull Run. Uh, yep. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, the queen has uh, Sir, Zom- Sir Zombie Head as her, like, you know, bodyguard, but we have to go bring her a zombie to prove to her that zombies are real. It's, it's a great, great uh, plan. No, there's just so... you. That's just one of various... Oh, I know. <laughs> so this whole plan, no matter how you look at it, this plan is just dumb, dumb, dumb. Uh, 
So I, my favorite my favorite comment is when Tyrion's just like it might work or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like are you out of your mind? Like what? Oh, sorry. Anyway, no, no, you're absolutely right. We might as well talk about it now. Uh, the only thing that else that happens is, um, oh yeah, Littlefinger does the spying thing on Arya and sets her up, uh, and you know. Uh, Tyrion meets with Jamie and sets up the meeting and they get Yendry and Gendry's all about all about it and they go north and they start set up the uh Magnificent Seven thing. But uh but, My favorite part of this episode was Davos trying to like convince those Oh yeah Lannister soldiers. Davos that was on point. Yeah. <laughs> the horny shrimp monger there. It was uh that was a nice touch. That was great. Like he he is delightful. He is charming. I love that guy. He's delightful. He can do no wrong. I know. Anything he does, I'm like he should be the star of the show. <laughs> he should be. And he was uh, he's one of my favorite characters in the books too. He's like, you know, he's yes, he humanizes likewise. all these people like Stannis who's like a almost like a you know, an unfeeling robot as well, but uh, right. Davos is there to lend a human hand. Uh but yeah, delightful. Or- one hand anyway yeah, but, uh, yeah. Ew. Oh, sorry wow <laughs> uh but yeah this whole like uh the the plan uh just the dumbest plan in the world and the biggest the it all counters on if everything works what makes you think cersei would believe you anyway or care and guess what yeah. uh, uh, that was my first thought and she doesn't so the next three episodes are made moot and it yeah. ends up with a dragon they risk all their lives <laughs> yep they they give the White Walkers a dragon just to prove a point to Cersei that she would not, like all of the viewers know where she's going to go at the end of it. And we're getting ahead of ourselves a little bit. And, and to a certain extent, she kind of has a good point. Like she's, she's like, Oh, one pragmatically. Of the only- yes. It makes sense. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's horrible on one hand, but like from a strategic point of view, her chances are desperately increased. If she only has to fight, the remnants of one army versus like three or four. Uh, anyway, yeah, and, we're, we'll and, no, we'll get, we're getting our head ourselves, but I think it's important because this is the germ of that plan. And I feel somebody else has pointed out other people smarter than me have said they came in with to that meeting, Daenerys and her crew without offering Cersei any reason to take part in this truce. Right. Like what's in it for me? Yeah. Yeah. Not smart. I agree. <sighs> well, yeah. It's awful. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, the whole, I, I did like the excuse to have, <laughs> once again, it, I saw it setting up, uh, Gendry, hey, it's Gendry, hey, what's going on, you want to come along? Yeah, I don't care, fuck it. <laughs> like, he literally is like, fuck <laughs> it, like I'm not doing anything. Summer, let's do it, yeah. <laughs> Risk my yeah. life in a place I don't know where I am? Yeah, sure. In the coldest place in the world was ice zombies? Sounds great, let's go. What were you doing here? Hi, you know... I figure, you know, hiding from the woman who wanted me dead right underneath the nose was the safest place I could be. That doesn't make any goddamn sense. Whatever. Let's go to the, let's go. Let's go to the most unsafe place now. <laughs> oh, by the way, we're doing that so we can keep the woman who wants you dead happy. How does that sound? Yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, I mean, I feel like we're not overly paying attention to the details about fast travel. Like, these, like, it's oh. it's about the characters. It's about the people. And it's awful. It's bad. Okay. Uh, Beyond the Wall, this is the uh, Magnificent Seven stuff. Uh, Littlefinger, uh, you know, is exasperating things, and Arya and Sansa get into their fight. Um, You know, Arya, uh, Sansa's snooping around, and there's a bunch of fake tension, and Arya gives her the dagger. Who knows? After after Sansa finds severed faces in her bag. At Dragonstone, Tyrion counsels Danny (laughs) to just uh, chill out and uh, whatever. Same thing he's been saying all season. Beyond the wall, John leaves his crazy party. 
Uh, they successfully capture a white, but then are assailed by a fuckload of whites because that was another problem with the plan. Have you ever seen a white walker in a, a zombie by himself? No. By himself. They're always yeah. in huge hordes. Huge hordes. Every time. Except for uh, that one time in the first or second season. Um, uh, anyway, they get trapped on a frozen lake, and then they you know, they get a couple days respite while Gendry runs to the wall, gets a raven to Dragonstone, and uh, at the last second, uh, they're fighting all the zombies, and Dragon saves them all. Danny shows up. Uh, the Night King shoots one of them out of the sky with a, throwing a javelin, and John stays behind for some dumb reason. And he yeah, is miraculously saved by Benjamin Stark, which was the point where I was like, "Fuck this show." <laughs> and that was that was the bridge too far for me. Uh, yeah. Benjamin Stark shows up just to give him a horse and get My him out of there. My favorite is it's like, "I won't make it without you," which is what everybody. No, always he always says, says I, "There's no time." He says, "Oh yeah, there's, right. no, there's time. no time." That's the other cliche. Yeah, like get on the horse. Like the yeah. <laughs> like, what is the horse going to slow slow down if you're? dead cold ass it was the it. titanic thing like you know just yeah. let's try to both fit on the door um, right <laughs> it, it didn't make any sense at all and and benjen showing up just made me angry i remember being angry because i was like now i've now i've forgotten about benjen but now i have all sorts of questions about him uh right. and that's he's not just good. sitting there waiting for john to get himself in a fix <sighs> i guess just stalking john awful and just being like he's gonna get out of this he's got shit he's left behind well Better go save his ass. Yep. I so John falls in cold water, gets out, <laughs> goes all the way back to the wall on a horse, and uh, is not dead. Doesn't um, have hypothermia. Doesn't have hypothermia. Uh, and then he bends his knee to Danny uh, in a intimate scene, which I kind of like that they didn't consummate anything right there. I feel like they built the tension with that scene pretty well. Yeah. No, it was, it was a nice scene. Yeah. And that, uh, the, two of the, the two of them are actually really good. Um, in those in those scenes, yeah. which is important, we, I think. So. I think it's important, and once again, it's it's people that uh, the fandom have criticized for not being good actors, and I I would right. agree with that uh, yes. to a large point. But I think they have definitely shown great acting ability at times, and I feel yes. like importantly in their romance, I've bought most of it. So I have too, which is weird because I actually think the romance doesn't make a lot of. I mean, of course, it doesn't make sense, no. but. Um, yeah, they're very good together. Yeah. So I guess in a way it does make sense because they have chemistry. They so. have some, some, some level of chemistry. I'm not saying it's like, you know, uh, you know, moonlighting oh, with, like, yeah, or Jack and Diane. Don't keep it called. Don't get me, yeah. don't, don't get me wrong. But I'm, I'm just saying that, especially like, you're right. They're not, they're not the best performers on the show, but when they're together, I think they bring out their best qualities of each other. Yeah. So, and, I, and they do good. I believe it. And that's the, that's what you want. And right. the episode ends with the Night King resurrecting uh, Viserion, which, uh, you know, one of the other dragons that Danny isn't riding because he can't tell them apart. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, this episode, once again, I thoroughly enjoyed uh, the beginning with all the meeting greets, um, yeah. even though it felt like a checklist, like you talk to this person, then you talk right. to this person. Yep. I felt no, like it, it was like a little bit... Put it, put it into an Excel chart. Right. It, it didn't feel organic, but I still enjoyed it. And like I said, I was willing to suspend my disbelief, but when Benjamin showed up at the end to save John, and John, you know, it, can he be killed anymore? I was led to believe he was just he was just given a like extra guy in a video game, and he could still be killed <laughs> again. But it seems yeah. like he can go fully <laughs> into a frozen lake, pull himself out, which... 
I've been in cold water and I've struggled to swim because your your just muscles lock up on you. But not only that, he can survive however long it takes to get back to the. It's. And then, like I said, Benjin coming out of nowhere just makes me ask questions about Benjin when I had moved on. Right. Uh, I don't care about where the Night King got big ass. <laughs> chains to pull the dragon up <laughs> yeah. I, don't I don't care, care about that either yeah no my bit my biggest beef with this episode and i have a few beefs um i get your benjamin beef but for some reason at that point i was like all right whatever fuck it uh my biggest beef is the lazy sort of exposition of kill the master kill them all all of a sudden the white walkers and the weights are vampires so yeah. they're fighting those that group of one and conveniently they they kill one of them and they all vanish except for the one that they need which First of all, that's lazy because that's just a convenient way for you to hood, like kidnap the one that you need. And second of all, it introduces that whole like kill the kill the um, Night King and then you know his army is dead, which I just fucking hate. I think that's stupid and lazy. It makes them so less it's, scary. Yeah, exactly. It gives them such a stupid out. Um, I that really drove me nuts. Like, it sets I, it sets in it and and, and like. It sets so up an all, easy all the, win. It sets up an yeah. easy win, right? Like, you know how to win now. Yeah, and and the fact that they get a dragon at the end is actually kind of light. Like, I was like, all right, that that makes it that evens the playing field a little right. bit more. Um, but really, all what's going to ultimately happen is like one of them's going to fly down in a dragon and kill him, or the dragon will burn him, and that'll be it. Like, I feel like that they've just set it up so too neatly, too easily, too too late. Like, it's too right. late in the series to all of a sudden be like oh yeah by the way um here's the magic way to sort of kill them all i don't know that really that really really rubbed me the wrong way as did as did the whole i guess so uh, the whole point of this is to convince cersei right is danny on board at this point because if she is why isn't she at like east watch no the thing is she wasn't on board but then she found out dan uh john was in trouble which i guess was what that's so yes it is that's <laughs> like i mean this is i so if you're if you're like at least halfway convinced at least just take the fucking dragon to like Eastwatch and hang out there not all the way back and i anyway i don't i don't mean to i don't mean to believe yeah, there's there's hatred, problems yeah yeah it's just not good <laughs> yep okay so let's finish this shit off so in season seven the one we just watched not too long ago uh, everybody gathers and, um, you know, they propose a truce. Cersei isn't into it, but then she sees a zombie and she acts all afraid. Euron pretends to go away. Uh, we know that Cersei's, uh, just pretending the entire time. Tyrion goes talk with her, almost gets killed by Sir Gregor, doesn't get killed. Cersei agrees to the truce, but it turns out she, uh, is really getting the, the Golden Company, uh, to fight for her. Um, that's where Euron went. Uh, Jamie doesn't like it. He leaves after being threatened to be killed again by Sir Gregor and not. <laughs> Sir Robert's got, or like Sir Robert Strong has got such blue balls at this point. Yep. <laughs> like, and not just because he's a zombie. It's, uh, there's problems with Sir Gregor. I'll get into that too. Uh, so Theon, the whole thing we talked about, he confronts John and gets a little bit of absolution, but not completely. Uh, decides he's going to make up his mind to go see Yara and his magic. His his superpower is being able to get kicked in the nuts without feeling anything because he doesn't have any nuts. That's the dumbest thing in the world. Oh yeah. Yep. Uh, anyway, uh, you know Sansa pretends to put her sister on trial, but all of a sudden I'm going to put you on trial, Littlefinger. 
I did like Littlefinger's like uh, oh, seven stages it, of like like acceptance, cool. <laughs> not acceptance. But oh you know yeah, what I mean. the, the bargaining is great. Yeah, like, he's just like desperate, and it's it, like it's it's a fun scene. I'm not gonna take. Yeah, away no, the, the scene was great. the The lead up to it was just dumb. The lead up, yeah, yeah, just dumb. Uh, Samwell arrives at Whittle, uh, Winterfell. I guess he feels no obligation to go to the. The Night's Watch, even though it took vows or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and him and Bran or, or have a convers- like dead dads and dead <laughs> brothers. Oh, yeah. Does he even know? We don't get that because he doesn't know. know. He didn't like the we get that one scene where the uh, the teachers at the Citadel were like, should we tell him? I don't have the heart. <laughs> Is he going to do you think like he's going to be like fuck Daenerys after he finds out? Because that seems kind of weird. No, I don't. Like, I don't know what his deal is. The only like Sam's best value right now is that he has a Valyrian steel sword. Yeah, and he can tell the history <laughs> lesson. He hasn't. He didn't do anything in the Citadel. Right, let's uh, uh, let me finish this off. But I want to. I want to go into my Citadel rant because I feel yeah, like okay. we talked about how bad I hated the Winterfell thing, but I hated the Citadel Your too. Citadel really about bad. That. You're right. All right, but go ahead. All right. So uh, so they talk about uh, John's patron uh, or who was John's parents were, and it comes out it was Rhaegar and Lyanna. We knew that, but we match up Sam's you know <laughs> hard nosed research at the Citadel um, coming up that they it was a legitimate marriage after an annulment, and John is the rightful king of Westeros, and it's interspliced with uh, John Bangin's aunt. Um, and, and Tyrion looking on sternly. Tyr- Tyrion looking like, on sternly, and then the um, the zombie dragon burns down the wall, letting the army of the dead through into Westeros proper. So, does the ice dragon burn down the wall, or is it icing down the wall? Who cares? I figure that I don't, out. Yeah. People are arguing about this. I don't care. It's magic. Uh, at yeah. this point, right. if you're looking for logic, you've come to the. <laughs> you haven't been paying attention. <laughs> whatever the whatever the saying was. If you think this is gonna have a happy ending, if you think this is gonna make sense, you haven't yeah. been paying attention. <laughs> That's the tagline for the episode. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, so the citadel doesn't. He goes all the way down to the fucking citadel, and what does he do? He gets confirmed. He, he does everything. Everything oh. that they won't do. Jesus. So, okay. So what he does, he discovers, he doesn't discover, like I said, there, I can bring up the episode where Santa says, Dragonglass, huh? Well, we have a mountain of it at, at Dragonstone. <laughs> he yeah, says that right. to Sam. Right. Uh, so Sam finds this proof is, of it in a book. This is just to remind the audience, apparently. Right. So, so confirming it has value, but it's not big value. So he confirms it. Great. Jorah shows up, he decides to just take some amateur surgery, and he ends up curing Grayscale, which is something I guess no one's done in a long living memory, would you say? I, yeah. Wasn't Stannis' daughter cured of Grayscale? Yeah, but they talk about that in the show, and it's she like, was, she, she was, was kid, so young, so and they got it right when it stopped. You know, maybe there was right, right, right. one way to stop in his track and another way to heal it completely. So, their excuse was just that, like, if you do it, it's too dangerous, you'll be turned to like that's right it's too contagious yeah like, you're a danger put to other some people. fucking gloves on guys like i like the yeah it's just it's part and parcel of the whole problem of this citadel which is all this is like knowledge that's forbidden only we only right. we only could do the regular knowledge not the good knowledge like that's that drove me crazy and i oh. and i just went on a rant about how this is uh you know just another form of anti-intellectualism that it's anti-academia yeah is what it is it is and i'm trust me i work in academia i'm all there's for, plenty of like, things targeting. to criticize yeah plenty of things but just the the sort of sweeping criticism of it at all it's just yeah. really, really stupid like sam 
stands better than all these old fucks. Right. He like, doesn't learn do really anything. The only thing is the books. Like, he didn't need yeah. the Citadel at all. All he needs is the really, access to the books. just needs a fucking library. That's it. That so, the, so the Maesters have no inherent value besides the books that they try to right. keep smart people away from good people right. they don't even want them to read them they're right. just like those are that's the good book section we don't dare go in so there. so that's what it says about the citadel that's what it says about academia in general because that's what the citadel is it's the learned people um yep so i had a real problem with that uh but yeah he solves grayscale which i gotta ask you what was the point of jorah getting grayscale to begin with no point no point whatsoever i guess just to give sam something to do and so really we- like and that's that's something that he's like Jorah had grayscale for an entire season last year. Right. Yeah, no, I remember. I remember <laughs> all the constant shots of, of his like arm. Bringing down his arm and checking it out, being like, yep, still there. Still got it. Awful. Like, it doesn't make any sense. And then the last thing he does is... What? <laughs> uh, he he discovers- steals a bunch of shit, right? He steals a bunch of shit, and, and what's her name? Lily? Lily? Oh, yeah, uh, Gilly. Gilly. Gilly reads that thing about the uh, annulment. Yes. Um, that seems so, not a, That seems like a wasted trip to me. <laughs> yeah. Not, didn't learn a ton, I don't think. You save Jorah for what? What does Jorah do? He goes on the Magnificent Seven trip, but I don't know Jorah, if he was necessarily instrumental f- to their survival. He doesn't Jorah really... Should have, Jorah should have died. Jorah should have died saving Daenerys, I think, or something. Uh, I agree. I agree. To make his to make his surgery, you know, worth something to make his well, you know, getting grayscale and like and going on this trip the, in the first place or he could save John. I don't that's know. That's the thing is Jora should have Jora should have felt indebted to John because of Sam. Sam right. went to the Citadel because of John. And right. if if Sam and and Jora just would have had a conversation about had that. Had a conversation. Yeah. That's all. Yep. And Jora would have been like, "Oh, I've got to go back to my queen. Hey, this is the guy you want me to do this, so I'm going to serve not only the queen I love and I'm vowed to, but also this guy who was indirectly responsible for saving my life by sending uh, yeah. Sam to the citadel." Yeah, I, I, that, and that, that, that would have made the Magnificent Seven episode more powerful because so many red shirts. Every single time somebody would die, I'd yeah. be like, "Who is that?" Oh God, I we didn't even talk like, about there that. There were three bodies that got torn up, and I was like, "Oh, is that somebody big?" I didn't want Tormund to like, die. They'd, shoot, they'd cut to someone's face, and I'd be like, "Oh, they're all still alive." Yeah, they're all still alive. Like, Tormund, I didn't want him to die. I didn't realize how much I I liked him, but when I, I thought he was alive. going to die, I was like, "Oh no, not Tormund!" But right. they should have killed him. Yeah. They should have killed a couple more main characters. Um, I like Thoros. I was sad to see him go, but I I was like fine with him dying. Yeah, whatever. Uh, I mean, it's and I I I I kind of like that he died of mundane circumstances and not right. being killed by zombies. But at the Agreed. same time, somebody need to die by those zombies because those zombies yeah. are supposed to be a fucking threat. You have to show them being a threat. Exactly. Yeah, and there's too many like slow mo. We're surrounded by them. Oh and yeah. Somehow still surviving <laughs> for too long. Oh. I was like, come. I got so they had the 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 oh god this fucking trope you've seen a million times where like two people on the same team are fighting at all directions and they they bump backs and they turn around yeah. ready to kill each other <laughs> like Which, it was John by the way Truman. you can see in Labor Day too just to bring it back oh home. really do you get that like people yeah, I, bump into each other I, I think it's me and Eric back to back at one point surrounded by pregnant women <sighs> that's um, great so just throwing that out there. <laughs> YouTube Labor Day two, just do it. Labor Day two, back to back action. <laughs> uh yeah, just terrible, lot of terrible things. But uh, let's finish out the um, the the finale. Uh, 
It's not finished yet. No, uh, yeah, we oh. talked about it, but I just want to. Uh, we I went on the thing about the Citadel. So, oh yeah, okay, sorry. So John and Danny Bang, we find out that yeah. John is the legitimate heir. And here's my problem with this stuff too. <sighs> God, I guess going off on so many rants. So I feel like a lot of movies have this thing where the orphan, the everyman, is the chosen one. Yeah. But then you always find out that the orphan everyman is not the orphan everyman. He has some great <laughs> genetic uh, patronage that is the reason why he's better than everybody else. You see this right. with Star Wars, you're like, oh, and it, you know, you're thinking, oh, well, anybody can be in touch with the Force. No. He's Luke special. Skywalker yeah. was his his dad was somebody who is powerful, so that's why he's special. Yep. And uh why is he why is Anakin Skywalker special? Immaculate conception. <laughs> right. Yeah, so the son of God has magic powers. Go figure. Yeah. Yeah, the only the only thing to kind of usurp that was Harry Potter. Like Harry Potter's parents were both magical but they weren't special by magical right. ne- means yeah. there's, so there's a prophecy with harry potter but there's also like a backup to the prophecy which is like right it could have been neville like, well, right this, neville yeah if this guy fucks up it could be this other guy <laughs> right and <laughs> i like that a lot but I here but here we have the hero who is a bastard you thought but no yeah. he's not an everyman he's the goddamn rightful king of the seven kingdoms that makes right. sense that he's in charge of everything and so great because it really does matter who your parents are, and you know you can extrapolate to genetics and probably eugenics from there. Oh God! It's, yeah. It sounds awful, but am I wrong? No, I get I get what you're saying. Do you think that there's any other than the fact that the Red Woman was involved with John? Is there anything to the fact that they both died and came back, like both of them? Who? Um, John and Danny. Yeah, I mean right? they're trying to parallel each other's journeys. I mean John sure. was John was trying to rule the Night's Watches like Lord Commander while Danny was Queen of uh, Marine. Uh, there's yeah. all sorts of other things. But is there anything in the in the Targaryen bloodline that's just like that's like a thing? Like I don't. Uh, I, that's no. I'm like. All right. And it's weird because John got brought back to life by a fire, like God thing, right? Right. Right. So, like, he doesn't fully represent ice, because like the there's ice whites. Like, I presume Benjen is somehow uh, a good yeah, zombie resurrected right. with ice power, looks. and that's when I said by like the introduction of Benjen raises so many other questions that I'm yep. angry about. Yeah, he was the thing is he's such a good Stark that he just refused to turn into that's a what zombie. it was. <laughs> Ned Stark was like, you can't do it. All right, so let's wrap this shit up. All right, so in general, uh, lots of problems, but I think you're right, and I heard it by um, io9's editor, Rob Bricken, uh, in one of his um, summaries. I think it was for Beyond the Wall. It says, this is Game of Thrones at its best and its worst. And I think that summarizes the entire season. Yes, I agree. I absolutely agree. And I know that sounds very strange, but... I'm glad I'm not the only one who feels that way. No, I definitely no. feel that way because I enjoyed the shit out of a lot of the episodes and then some of it is yeah. just so bad. Like, you're just like, this doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It's like, like I said before, it's like watching the best produced fan fiction ever. Um, you know, the production is so amazing. A lot of the acting is great. The performances are great. Seeing some of these characters bounce off of each other is great. But there's so much stupidity going on. You can't take any of it seriously or consider really any of it to be very good. I, I just, right. I just think of it as like, entertaining trash that's basically all it is which is a so. shame like things like yeah i put that on you know like uh sons of anarchy you ever watch that 
No. It is not good. It is horrible, in fact. Oh, everybody always tells me it's great. No, it's not good. It's oh. <laughs> it's definitely like you can you you it's like eating like a pint of ice cream. You're like, oh, this is great. But I know so it's, trash. <laughs> it's, it's trash. trash. Yeah. Yeah. Uh you know, Walking Dead too is like that, but Walking oh. Dead I would argue isn't even enjoyable now. It's not even enjoyable. No. It's a slog. I don't it's, I don't understand why anybody likes that show. Yeah, and I, I I podcasted about it last season and I don't think I'm gonna do it again this season. Oh god, man. Yeah, it's brutal. <laughs> Uh, but you know what I mean. Like it, it's it's a shame because the the show was so good. But you know I understand why it's taken a a turn because there's no source material to pull from. They don't have anything to work. For. Those guys need something to work from. Yeah. Um, and I don't mean the Civil War. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> we're ready. America is God. healed. We're ready for uh, a show about the Civil War. I can't think of two motherfuckers I'd rather have rather <laughs> have less than these guys. That's an axe I've grinded. I've grinded this axe on previous episodes, so I don't want to redo it. But yes, that's a terrible idea. Yeah, sorry. All, all right. So uh, yeah. So thoughts about season eight? I don't like. I said I don't know what to expect. Um, I'm it. This really makes me want to read the books more than anything else. Um, and now I feel like it. They're so different that uh, I'm gonna fully enjoy the books. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I'm having a hard time thinking about it as anything other than the abstract i don't i'm gonna have a hard time really understanding and negotiating my relationship with the future books until they're in my hands i think and i'm reading them right because at this point i i think i'd be i think given how dumb the show is i'm very i think it'll be very it'll be much easier for me to just be like eh about the show than i previously had thought so maybe it's a good thing that they're this stupid because i know they the the books might not be very good but i know they won't be this dumb yeah they just won't be it's just there's no way Um, yeah like it could Unless be martin is like completely loses his mind um but which is possible it's definitely but. possible I, and i can't like i said i can't even speculate about season eight like i i, I kind of figured it would be a war on two fronts like and it mm-hmm. is that's where i thought it was going to yeah. so like and, and that's like, pretty much accurate yeah and this season didn't have very many surprises i, I mean we all knew the wall was coming down at some point mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. Nobody important died in the last half of the season. Yeah. Besides Littlefinger, and he wasn't important at that point because he was just standing around doing nothing. Exactly. Yes. <sighs> I don't know. I, yeah, I I think that you know it's gonna be. <sighs> I think that it'll be essentially a battle. I think that the beginning will be a battle at Winterfell. Um. That not the beginning, but that's where they're gonna lead it up to. Like that's where their line in the sand is gonna be. Essentially, um, and do you think they'll retreat and, to where King's Landing, <laughs> like, and have to I, fight that war well, I, too? I think that it'll it'll resolve. I don't know exactly how it'll resolve necessarily. I know major characters will die, and then it'll be. I think it's going to be like a yeah, it's going to be a battle between Cersei and everybody else, um, whoever's remaining. I think I think that the Ice King will be dispatched by that point because uh, they've clearly fucking set that up. Yeah, um, you know. And then I'm really curious about what happens after that, because I think that that's really what's going to define the show more than anything. Um, yeah. You know, it's possible that the Ice King wins, which would be fucking great, because that's probably what's going to happen in real life, too. <laughs> you right. Know what I mean? Like, just go full on nihilistic and be like, actually, we just all fucked up because we couldn't figure out that this is the biggest problem. You know, maybe maybe like the ne- like maybe we should have all gone to Cersei and said, uh, we don't give a shit if you keep your kingdom. Like, keep 
your fucking kingdom. Let's just all split up again like we did way back when. Like, that was a pretty good plan, right? Right. Uh, but no, they don't do that. They have to be like, no, we still want the whole fucking continent of Westeros for some stupid-ass fucking reason. Um, yeah, but I don't think that they're going to be that nihilistic because they're that's not... Even though they've done some really nihilistic things before, I'm thinking it about... It seems like they're all fan fiction now and, like, giving you yeah. exactly what you want. Right, right. So I think... You know, Cersei will probably die. They'll probably just kill Cersei somehow. <laughs> I, I feel like, yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, There'll be lots of fan servicey things. There'll be like the Hound versus the Mountain. I think that'll yeah, happen. Yeah, I think that has to happen now that they set yeah. it up. Um, I, I I feel like Arya, they trained her to be an assassin, and she hasn't really assassinated anybody but Walter Frey. And if that was all she was going to do, I feel like she would have died. So I feel like she's going to assassinate somebody important. Maybe Cersei. Maybe Euron. Yeah. Who knows? I don't think she's going to be that involved with the Night King. But then again, they did give her a uh, Valyrian steel dagger, which mm-hmm. those things kill White Walkers and Whites. I would be I would be on board if they, they, they just they're like, here's our plan: send Arya with us. We're going to send Arya. <laughs> kill him. Just to assassinate him. <laughs> I, I'd, I'd that be would be amazing. Yeah. Especially if she just like died immediately, just like just, just like completely just got killed like right away. No, I don't know. I want the show to take chances. I want people to die. I, I guess I'm looking forward to season eight because they don't they've backed themselves in the corner and everybody has. Like when I originally conceived of this show or the end of the ep- the story in general, whether it's the book or the show, I envisioned everybody dying except for maybe like one or two characters well, that we know. That's even what Martin basically says. So, yeah. Like at the end, it's it's like a graveyard, right? Like right. Um. So yeah, I, I'm expecting to see some some major some major bodies. And he uh, says it's a bittersweet ending, which I I hope means that I think you're right. I think it's going to be very nihilistic with like a shred of hope. I mean, the last book is slated to be called A Dream of Spring, which means that like everything still sucks. It's in the middle of winter, and yeah, there's maybe lots one of death. Day things will get better, but yeah. there's a, a a sparkle of hope in the distance. We're not there yet. We we could possibly get to yeah. it. So I could see that happening. I could see like. Somehow the ice, the Night King, either winning or like retreating uh, by his own free will, because he gets whatever you, he wants, and then you know he could come back whenever he wanted, and everybody's dead. Um, do you think Daenerys is going to be pregnant? Is she going to get pregnant? I feel like they're setting it up that she is. Yeah, I think that's going to be sort of the hope. Um, and I, I think John's going to die. I think they're um, all going to die. Okay. I think Danny's going to die in a bed of blood. Like she's she's going to die yeah. giving birth. I mean. Like, yeah, maybe. I mean, John's mother died giving birth. Danny's mother died giving birth. Even mm. Tyrion's mother died giving birth. So I feel like if you're having a Something. baby, that's a death yeah. sentence for you as a woman. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know, but we got a long time to think about it. Uh, did they say a year and a half? They said uh, late 2018 or early 2019. So get ready, guys. <laughs> Start making the popcorn now. It's, uh, it's better if you... Uh... If you, if you slow cook it, yeah. I guess. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> trying to say. But uh, we will be taking a break. Um, you know, we've put out an episode every Tuesday for 72 Tuesdays. So that's pretty good. Uh, Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, that's a big deal, man. Yeah, yeah. I thought we could get to 100 shows, but that's not going to happen uh, <laughs> anytime soon. <laughs> uh, we're not going to rewatch the show a second time. Uh, we're not going to make up content like other podcasts are going to do. Um Ooh. It's true. I, I I would say the only reason that I would podcast again before episode eight comes out is that if we get another book, I would. Yes, that makes sense. I would podcast yeah. about the books if it comes out. 
which I still have a shred of hope they will before maybe season uh, eight. A hope of spring. Uh, uh, yes. Hope for spring. A, ho- a dream of spring, yeah. Um, so <laughs> thank you for joining us, guys. Thank you, Jeff, for joining us tonight. Um, and Thank uh, you for having me as always. It yeah. was fun. I look forward to having you on when uh, season eight happens, if we're all still alive then. If we're, if we're still here. <laughs> <laughs> if we're all still here. Gross more doubtful every day you know but, yeah uh, we might be doing this in a <laughs> in a, a lean to while uh pissing and drinking our own piss and eating <laughs> cans of beans um in a apocalyptic uh future but who knows we'll still be Got talking it. about oh man do you, what do you think danny would do <laughs> yeah. yeah the important stuff yeah exactly all right guys uh thank you for joining us and we won't see you next tuesday so take care good luck <laughs> bye Give me some chips.